CFF presents 1% Better, a podcast about CrossFit, nutrition, coaching, mindset, and community. Join us as we embark in casual conversation to shed light on what life is like within these black and yellow walls. With episodes coming at you every Monday, you can follow along with Coach Whitney and Taryn as we talk shop about all things CFF. All right, today we're going to talk about becoming a coach. Oh, joy. A lucrative <laughs> position. <laughs> um, a very rewarding position. Absolutely very rewarding. <laughs> I am lucky, absolutely lucky, and I don't take one day of it for granted that I get to wake up and do what I get to do and be surrounded with these people day in and day out. When I walk out of here at the end of the day, that's a feeling of reward that, you know, not a lot of many, not many people get to experience in their lifetime. And I've been able and fortunate enough to do it for the last 10 plus years. So um, let's just throw that out there first and foremost. (laughs) Well, and I think too, we've talked about coming to the gym to work out and it puts you in a better mindset. I think the same thing comes with coaching too. Like you can have a shitty day, but you walk in and you got to show up for these people and give them the best hour of their day. And in return, they do that for us. Totally. I feel that. I've definitely felt that numerous times. And like, I always want to coach, but there are one or two days that just come up and you're like, man, like it's been a shitty day, but then you come here and you get to be with those people and you get to inspire them and push them. Then your day is so much better. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So let's just do the first and foremost obvious question. What made you want to become a coach? Oh gosh. Uh, you? Deep questions to start so this off. So deep, man. Oh man. <laughs> um, I remember I wasn't even a member at this gym. I was back in Ontario, and you were like, "I think you'd really like coaching. I think you'd really like coaching." And I obviously was teaching dance. That was my career at the time. And I went to get my level one just because I wanted to know more about CrossFit and having a dance background and just being involved in the technical side of things, I wanted more knowledge as a CrossFit athlete. Um, So that's what led me to my level one. I didn't take my level one because I wanted to be a coach, which I think goes either way for people who go to do their level one. Some are taking it to be a coach and some are taking it just to get more experience and knowledge. Um, But then you kind of pushed me to be a coach and I kind of started that process when I lived back in Ontario Um, But then coming out here um, and being more involved back at this gym, I think that's when I wanted to, because I've always had a passion for teaching. It just was in the form of dance. So then getting to teach and coach with CrossFit, I think it just became a natural fit. Is it friend peer pressure the best? Your peer, no, it's just (laughs) your peer pressure. Like I can say no to other friends. It's just you. I feel like all of our listeners have experienced that Karen peer pressure once or twice in their life, if not on a regular basis, weekly, daily. We should start a support group. We'll get t-shirts. Ouch. Just trying to make everybody better athletes, okay? Just better human beings. You do such a great job at it. All right, all right. I took my level one because we were opening the gym and you can't get an affiliate status without obtaining your level one. So that was pretty obvious um, in that step. Secondly, I'd probably say I went there as an athlete. 
mm-hmm. more so than I went there as a coach. And mm-hmm. so let's, let's kind of talk about what the level one exactly looks like. Cause I know that most people listening to this have no idea. Okay. So level one is like your first step. You have to have it in order to coach at a CrossFit affiliate first and foremost. Yes. So when you go there, it's a two day seminar, right? You spend a couple of weeks prior, maybe reading through the manual, which is like 300 pages. There's lots of information to digest. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you don't even digest it when you read it the first time. I don't think you're just in a panic of, I got to read this before I go to the course. I I have to to understand at least some part of it. Yeah. So you show up at this gym you've never been to before with 50 people you do not know and three red shirts that you've probably seen on videos for numerous times. So these guys are like celebrity status. So you're kind of caught back and taking everything in and not really sure what's about to happen. So take me through the day. Um, yeah, you sit in these chairs and everybody's nervous because it's like the unknown, right? It's you all know it's CrossFit, but you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Um, lots of different lectures, like what is CrossFit? What is fitness? Learning about the methodology, nutrition. Um, And then these breakout sessions with PVCs that leave you sore for days. That is the worst thing I've ever done. I've never sweated so bad doing a PVC shoulder press. And, you know, and so, you know, (laughs) they'll break us out and they're going to teach you the shoulder press. Okay. So you know, they're, they're breaking the process down and they're teaching it to you f- beginning to finish much like we would do in our class. It's probably exactly the same that we would do in our class. Yeah. The only difference is, is they are making you fight for those positions and then they're making you hold it. And you literally only have PVC. Like you never touch a barbell at no. all in those two days. No. And so I know that when I'm coaching in here and I'm yelling, you know, let's fight for that front rack position or let's fight for those. That's kind of like what I'm trying to get across (laughs) to my athletes. But I know that they have no idea what that feels like. And it is something else. Yeah. I, I'm just like, I did my level one, like what, three years ago. And I, it's very fresh in my mind. You get pretty much scarred (laughs) from those experiences. Like, man, like very shoulder press like seems like such a simple movement and yet so terrible with just a PVC. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're coming at it too where you're trying to listen and learn. So like your brain is just in overdrive and your body is trying to hold these positions and you're sweating and you're shaking and you're trying to listen and pay attention. And it it's it's an exhausting two days. It is. Like mentally, physically, it's it's a lot. So we end up learning the nine foundational movements. And we teach these nine movements in our foundations uh, sessions that our new people go through when they enter into our membership. So, Mm -hmm. you know, all the overhead complex, shoulder press, push press, push jerk. We got air squats, front squats, overhead squats. And then your deadlift, uh, sumo deadlift, high pull, and your med ball clean. Yeah, they touch on some muscle up stuff, but it's very, it's like strict muscle up. And it's it's very like, I'd say group based, like as in if they have people there that, want to learn it maybe not it's not at least it wasn't mine when I did mine we went through progressions okay. and it was like drop you off on the bus yeah right of find something challenging and work through that um, I had Chris Spieler teaching my muscle ups so that was kind of celebrity <laughs> status for me at the time <laughs> oh, you know this guy was plastered all over YouTube with his butterfly pull-ups that was just gaining 
um, popularity at the moment. Like this is 2009 or eight. I forget when it was we went. So yeah, that was kind of cool at that time. Old Side school. note. <laughs> Very old school. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then they also taught us, I don't know if they did this with you, but they went over the snatch just a little bit as yeah. a small little breakout session. Yeah. It wasn't anything too crazy, but just touched and then on it. You finish off the weekend, you write an exam and it's pass or fail. They don't tell you what you got wrong and you walk out of there and you're not even sure if you pass or fail and you anxiously check your email for the next like week until it comes through and says pass or fail. And it's a hard test. It, well, I thought it was a hard test. I don't remember. It, it was, yeah. And everybody's got a different test. So like, you can't even, and cheat. you know, everybody has a different test. So it's like, you're just sitting there in this chair. You can't and, talk. And they make you sign a confidentiality agreement before so that you can't even talk about what the exam was like after. No. So you literally cannot find any information you know on nothing. these exams, and they which were, is awesome. Yes. Absolutely awesome, by the way. And everybody follows it. Like yeah. you can't find anything about yeah. these exams. Like nobody talks about them. And, and I put, forgot what's on it. So don't even oh, ask yeah. me. No. And they'd write the time updates on the whiteboard. <laughs> like how much you had 35 left. minutes left. Oh yeah. crap. You have three minutes left. Oh crap. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I left not feeling very confident after that test. I'm but you passed. Lie. I did pass. Yeah. So you get your level one and then what? Um, so for me, I took a little while to want to start coaching. And when I did start coaching a bit in Ontario, I actually switched gyms um, and found a gym that had a sort of coaches development kind of mentor program because that was super important for me. I didn't just want to walk in and start coaching because I knew there was an art to it. Um, obviously having been in your classes before and, and going to other gyms, I knew what good coaching looked like. And I knew what reading a whiteboard and being a cheerleader looked like. Yeah. Because let's just be honest. The level one doesn't set you up to actually coach, right? No, it there's, talks about CrossFit. Exactly. There is a lot more to coaching than just understanding the movements you know, what the points of performance are, what yeah. is a good lift and what isn't a good lift and positions, which and is like all that. available to you on the, to anybody. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You, anybody has access to the level one manual, Yeah, anybody, and Absolutely. you don't have to pay for it either. No. Yeah. So that information that doesn't set you up to be a coach. No. Like you said, there's definitely an art to it. So that's cool that you found an internship program Yeah, and actually you searching that out and telling me about it at the time, then proceeded me to develop one or mm -hmm. the basis of one mm -hmm. um, yeah, for our coaches here are people that would then join on board at that point. Yeah. Up until then, I didn't really have one. And, you know, that's just beginner business things that you learn along the way, being yeah. 20 years old and opening a business. I mean, you don't know that right off the start. So Yeah, for sure. And then I think I really got into coaching when I came back out here and then started with you doing your kind of internship program, which is a lot of watching and going over um, those points of performance and being able to coach them, right? Like it's one thing to know them and and read them out of a book, but to be able to see them and coach people through those movements is completely it's different. different. It takes Very experience. Different. Yep. It still is a work in progress. So we get our level one. And then from there, like you are set on the basics, I would say to be a coach. It doesn't mean you'd be a great coach, but you, you can coach is you are legally, you legally able to coach. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. 
from can't there, call yourself a coach though. You're a trainer. Yeah. A CrossFit trainer. So from there, next step is level two. Yes. And I would say that level two is really the make or break point. Like those with their level two really separate themselves above and beyond. Um, and the reason I say that is because the material that is presented and the way that it is presented by CrossFit HQ is absolutely phenomenal. Oh yeah. Like for what is a thousand dollar course or whatever it is, I learned more in those two days than I did in my university education. And I will say that time and time again, Mm -hmm. absolutely. So anybody that is a coach and only has their level one, like you absolutely should go and get your level two because that is what really makes you a coach. Yeah. Well, because that's where you address coaching, right? Right. Like how all those different aspects to be a coach. And that's what sort of led me to my level two was asking you like, hey, I want to be better at this. Like this is just the tip of the iceberg and I know there's more and I want more. And that is exactly where you sent me. You're like, go get your level two. And I will continue to send people there. Yeah, for sure. So level two is really awesome. Um, It covers the next sort of layer of the onion, which is like, let's design programming. Let's understand how that programming is made. Let's then talk about more like seeing and correcting and the Mm -hmm. different ways that we can correct, whether it be Mm -hmm. verbal, tactile, or visual cues. Okay. Um, And I really love the manner in which they teach this. So, you know, everything is very lecture based in the level one, but in the level two, there isn't as much lecture material. Like, yeah, they, they go through, you know, what it is, how it works and stuff, but then they, first of all, the, actual like certification weekend is much smaller there's no yeah. not 50 people like there was in your level one no it's maybe like 20 20 i think there was like 12 or 15 yeah mine, mine was, was small really too. small yeah and Which i mean awesome. that's exactly yeah so they've got their red shirts there and one red shirt will take a group of like five or six people and all of a sudden you know on day one you're learning how to just work one-on-one with people so yeah. you know you and another classmate beside you that classmate is is put through a movement so you're trying to teach them how to air squat And it's really just how can you work with this person one-on-one? And once we can get through that stuff, the next day is like, let's work in group settings now. And they Mm -hmm. actually teach you how to see and correct when you have multiple people standing in front of you. The part that I really like is the group management. Like we're going to teach you how to run this class from start to finish. You have 15 people standing in front of you and all 15 of those people are going to get attention, right? Yeah. Which is ultimately what people are paying for. Mm-hmm. Your coaching. And that's what separates CrossFit from any other program is the, the quality of the coaching. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about level two for a second. Also what, scary. It was super scary. Like why? Well, because well, that's me, right? Like I, the fear of the unknown and not knowing what to expect. And, but at the same time, knowing you need to coach these people, you have to go and coach other coaches in front of coaches who coach coaches, right? That's like, a lot of coaches. That's a lot of coaches. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you're not just coaching the average Joe who you're going to see all these common faults. You actually are going to now have to like dig deep and look for, yeah, these are pe- good movers, right? People that already move well so and then that, yeah. find the very small details and fix them on it. So it becomes that much more challenging for sure. Yeah. And you, I guess you go in there wanting to be good, but at the same time, you got to go in there wanting to be better and okay with making mistakes because that's how you get better, right? Exactly. So it's just that, yeah, 
And so at the end of day one, you literally draw a movement out of a hat for what you're going to teach to your group the next day. At least that, that's what it was for me. Like we walked up and everybody picked a movement out of their group. Actually? Yeah. It, oh. Like you didn't know what you were going to get. Oh, we got to pick. Oh, you got to pick? But but like I got to pick near the end. So everybody's picking <laughs> all these ones. And I was like, well, this leaves this and this. So I better make a good so choice. So what'd you pick? Sumo deadlift high pull. Ooh. Because I'd never taught it before. Okay. I had never coached sumo deadlift high pull before. And my theory was, I was like, what would Taryn do? <laughs> Taryn would pick this one because it's hard and challenging. And if you mess up, you're going to get way more feedback, which is going to be more bang for your buck. So that's why I picked that. <laughs> it was like that or shoulder press. And I was like, well, I've coached shoulder press before. I kind of know there's not much going on with it. Sumo deadlift high pull has a lot going on. <laughs> lots of chances for errors there. I'm going to go with that one. I was pretty proud of myself. Good for, for you. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I was like, do what Taryn would do. I had to teach the push jerk. That's oh, the that's one I drew one. from the hat. Yeah, which at the time I was like super excited. Like I know that bang, bang, bang. Yep. I could teach that with my eyes closed. Mm -hmm. And for whatever reason, as soon as I started firing it, absolutely threw it out the door. Like as if I had never <laughs> taught this movement before. It was wild. And I remember standing being like, this is blowing up on me. I have no idea what's going on right now and where I am in my teaching process. What the hell? Or this is not how I usually do it. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy how that happens. Yeah. But those are the best because then that's where you learn the most, right? When you screw up the most times. Absolutely. Yeah. My favorite part about the level two though was the programming. And I remember sitting there and I mean, you read it in the book in your preparation for it, but it doesn't really kick in until you're sitting there and you're like, hey, like, duh, I already know this. Like, I already know what CrossFit is about. You know, CrossFit's GPP. We're trying to get general physical preparedness out of our people. These are the methods that it takes in order to get those people there. And this is how we go about it. And I remember sitting there and I'm like, one of the, one of the examples that they always bring up is like gyms that have part A, part B, part C, part D, part E, or like even just two parts where you look at, okay, we're going to do a max back squat as part a and then part b we're going to do a 10 minute amrap and they're just like like that is a lot to get through in an hour and your clients aren't getting the best of your coaching within that hour and i remember sitting there and i'd be like man i thought i was awesome you know because a lot of the programming that i have done so far has been learned from following other people you know and i've done a lot of research and stuff and you know i have my degree to fall back on too but like I have learned a lot from other people and the part that I kind of forgot about in all of that, you know, research that I have been doing is just the basic fundamentals of CrossFit, which is why we're here in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I remember at the time when I was sitting there, that's how we were programming. It was, we're going to do some strength work and then we're going to do a Metcon and then we're going to do some ab stuff to finish it off. And it is a lot of information. And you know, where that pulls away from is the actual teaching aspect of it. Right. And that teaching aspect of it is why people come. Right. Right. Like it looks fancy and all shiny on paper, exactly. but it loses any benefit once you start. Exactly. Yeah. And I remember sitting there, I'm like, this is it. Like this has got to change. And I, that was probably on day one. Mm -hmm. I remember going back to the hotel that night or wherever it was that I, that I was saying and like completely wiping out the programming in our spreadsheet from there on forward. And like, this is it. It's changing today. 
Yeah. And, and it did. And I remember Monday, as soon as the program is being administrated now on the whiteboard, you know, I did get some feedback, like, why are we only doing one Metcon or why today are we only doing five, 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 five deadlift? Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't look like a lot. And my answer was always like, just spend the hour with me, start to finish. Like you will be busy, you know, and this is how we get better. Yeah. The average Joe doesn't need a pile of volume. No. And, you know, and I kind of, kind of fell away from the basic principles of CrossFit and that's what makes us better. Mm-hmm. So the level two for me and that particular, you know, point of information was a very pivotal point in, in how we started this upward trend, I'd say at CFF, you know, people started getting a lot more better and they started getting a lot more out of the hour because a, all of a sudden we're trained better, but mm-hmm. B now we've gone back to the things that are actually going to make them better. You know, right. we're, we're investing more into them. Yeah. So I love the level two for that. That was, that was awesome for us as a, as a whole, mm-hmm. I'd say. I loved the level two for that sort of instant feedback as you're doing like your little coaching go around the circle and what are you seeing and, and, you're delivering feedback now to these people you're watching, but then you've got your instructor making your feedback better. Like how can we say fewer words or did you see this? You should be looking here to see that and just kind of talking through ways to see and correct. I really found that beneficial. Um, And I still sort of lean more towards wanting to develop and improve that. Like we've talked about that a lot that that's sort of where my interest in coaching lies and sort of personal development sits right now. I'm not super into the programming like you are <laughs> getting there, but, and that's just where it all comes back to is like the, the actual level two, like teaching you to be a, a coach, coach. Yeah. not just read off a whiteboard, yeah. you know, or go through the, the POPs. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that kind of, That kind of leads us to the next step. So, you know, change the programming right away. I started writing lesson plans. Like, you know, when we first started out, and this is kind of funny. I mean, this is way before your day here, but in the old, (laughs) old gym. It used to be, and I know that some of the listeners will remember this. It used to be in the top left-hand corner of the whiteboard. It was a warm-up. It was the same warm-up every day. It never changed. It was like a 400-meter run. And then, I, I mean, I can't remember. It was so long ago, but there was like maybe five movements. And it was like, go through this list of things before we start. And then six o'clock would come along, class would start. And like, there was, there's really no rhyme or reason. And this sounds terrible now, but this is just one of those things. Like you're, you haven't been taught how to coach. You haven't been taught how to group manage. So you don't really have any of that information to fall back on. And I'm 20 and trying to run this business by the seat of my pants at the very beginning. Right. So it was like, do this warm up. And at the top of the hour, we're going to start this workout. I'm going to very briefly teach you what it looks like and, you know, fix some obvious things that I see. And then we're going to hit it. And as long as it takes you to complete this workout, it really doesn't matter. I was going to say, and we're doing Fran today. So this is everybody's using this weight. Everybody's doing this. And it takes you half an hour. That's okay. Right? And that's, that's just how it went. You know, but now that we're locked and loaded with information, you know, we've spent a lot of time and money in our development. And when we look at where we are today, like things are black and white, absolutely yeah. black and white. And the way that we run our hour now is 
Like I would say from some of the gyms that I have visited, no, from all of the gyms I have visited, and I can confidently say that I love my program the best. And I'm not being biased because it's mine. I'm just, it encapsulates the most of what CrossFit is about. And I would say gets the most success for our clientele. Mm -hmm. And now that's specific to each gym. But what I deem is appropriate for the clientele that we have in here is like, I am confident that our, our program is the best, how it is administered and what is on the whiteboard. Oh, and I, I can totally agree with that. And I have belonged to other gyms for long periods of time and visited other gyms as well. Um, and I haven't found one. And, and I've always, when I belong to those other gyms, I've always sent you messages saying it's not the same it's just not the same like we're warming up by ourselves and we're just it's just not the same you're doing a one rep max and if you get there in two minutes you start over (laughs) or we're bench pressing every friday so i know there's no constantly varied because i'm doing bench press every friday and it's boring (laughs) you know and that's just one of those things we've said this to a few other people that i brought up the same topic is like you never what you, you never know what you have until it's not there, right? Or yeah. until you go somewhere else and then you you just appreciate it yeah. a little oh, bit for more. Sure. Absolutely. So we always encourage people to go and visit other places when they travel, specifically for that reason. You know, you might like what you have at someone else's gyms, and that's totally cool. But then there's a high chance that you'll look back and be like, Yeah, what we have going on here is actually really awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that kind of leads like, all right, next step. Like, how do you continue to keep getting better? I, okay. Well, before even hitting that next step, coming back from the level two, I don't know about you, but it was like, okay, I've, I've learned all this stuff and coaching has taken on this totally different picture for me. And I now have these requirements, but I know what a good coach looks like and what I need to be doing in my class. How do I do it all? Like, I felt overwhelmed coming back, like excited, but overwhelmed and just kind of, I think you told me to like pick little things to focus on and start implementing them in little small ways, as opposed to feeling like you've got to do all of this at once. Well, you can't do everything at once, right? But you wanted to, (laughs) right? Because you came back like extremely exhausted, but so motivated to just all of a sudden be a better coach. And And it's like, it's funny because you got to kind of preface the class too, is like, Okay, coach just came back from a certification. She's got this pool of knowledge and she's gonna try not to puke it all over you. No, but like you've been doing air squats for three years as a member here, and we're absolutely gonna tear your air squat apart right now. Yeah. (laughs) And all along you've thought your air squat was awesome, but all of a sudden it's not like what gives. Well, this is why. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And that takes time too, right? Like to to implement that and then consistently do it like it's easy to get back into your old ways but staying on top of it and consistently doing that um and I think I did that by setting goals for myself as like before class like this is what I'm going to focus on whether it be like a week-long goal or just that specific class kind of goal um and that kind of helped those puzzle pieces come together So kind of the interesting point here is a side note for our clientele, like you can see that the coaches walking into your class are not just simply reading the whiteboard and 
you know, working with what's in front of them. Like we have a plan and that plan is very intricate. Not only does it include a timeline, but it has our own personal goals as well. Like, you know, the workout might have sumo dial of high pulls on there, but what Whitney's going to focus on is going to be different than what I'm going to focus on. And it may only be like one or two things, you know, we're going to still teach you the movement start to finish. But like, once we say three, two, one, go, I'm looking for a few specific things and I'm going to walk around and fix those things. And and whatever I choose to focus on, it might be different than what you're choosing to focus on. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, you can reside in that confidence that your coaches are coming in well-prepared. Yes. And that's sort of what goes back to making our program so valuable is that we're just not there to be your cheerleaders and high five you when the workout's done, write your scores up on the whiteboard. Like any monkey can do that. Right. Like we're here to coach and we're prepared to coach. Yeah. And I think too, I like taking your classes in the morning when I can so that if I'm coaching that evening, um, not because I don't have to prepare because I've done the class. Cause I do the class as an athlete. I don't do the class as a coach, but I am paying attention to what you're doing. Um, and then we always have conversations like, Hey, did that work for you? Or, Hey, I might try this in my class. I'll let you know how it worked for me. Yeah, for sure. Or then it's like, Oh, she focused on that. I wasn't planning to focus on that, but maybe I should, or, I'm running my class and it's like, oh yeah, that's what Taryn commented on this morning. I see it. I'm going to tackle that. This is what she did. Cool. Let's see if that works. Oh, hey, I tried. It didn't work. This is what I did. So there's always that sort of dialogue going back and forth, which is cool, which is very cool. And then okay. from here. Now what? Yeah, exactly. Now what? Except it's not now what? We we have a plan. <laughs> um, you know, and this is something that I have always wanted to do, but was never pushed to do. It kind of just fell on the side of my priority list as my own individual career was, you know, going a different way and refing and my own competitive career was coming. It just was always on the side scale is getting my level three. And, you know, you walked in and your progression and your development and the stuff that you were doing really pushed me like, yeah, I need to get this done. I want to get this done. I want to be one of those level three holders. You know, there's not many very, there's not many very, there's not very many people in the CrossFit community that hold that credential. It's not a very easy test. So what does that look like for us now with our level three? Lots of studying (laughs) in various forms, Uh, video watching, um, online courses. I know I've, we've both taken a few of CrossFit's online courses, programming, anatomy, seeing, like spotting the flaw, all of that kind of stuff. Um, which has been really cool. Like, again, a lot of stuff we know, but just diving a little bit deeper into that. Basically got to know everything, anatomy, physiology, chemistry, chemistry, <laughs> Physics. I'm not so great at physics. I could tell you physics looking at a real person out in front of me, but man, graphs levers and, and graphs <laughs> and all yeah. that crap. Levers was tricky. Well, subject we got into. <laughs> I I'm lucky that I do have a lot of this knowledge and information to fall back on. This is what my degree is based on. So it's definitely you know we've had a lot of conversations how it's a lot more difficult for you to mm-hmm. start to learn this stuff from scratch. Um, I also don't have a university background like I didn't write big long scary tests yeah that's, that, that's new for me talk you off the cliff a couple times about <laughs> that and there'll still be a few more times <laughs> that's okay 
we'll figure it out. So the this whole test just entails going in and sitting down, writing a four-hour exam, testing your knowledge on all things. So not just CrossFit, but nutrition, programming, application, all of it. Watching videos, spotting the flaw, fixing them, cueing techniques, things like that. Which I was lucky enough because my level two test was like that. You didn't have a level two test. I did. Um, and it's changed again since then, but there were videos and stuff in the level two test. So I'm at least. I'm banking on 10 years of experience to pull Okay, you have exam. that. I've got level two um, test writing experience. Okay. <laughs> if only we could write it together, yeah. we'd be good to go. Um, but we've also been sitting and watching class. Yeah, which has recently. probably been the most valuable studying, you know, the actual application of the information that we've been digesting. And now, you know, and a lot of you listening have probably seen us sitting in the, the corner of the room there watching you guys work out, you know, we're not pointing fingers because something you're doing is wrong and it's ugly or this or that. Like we're appreciative <laughs> that you're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we actually appreciate you screwing up because now we're able to see the flaws and talk about how we're going to fix them and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I know even some of you, we have come up after the class and been like, Hey, this is, this is what we saw and this is how you can fix that. And, um, so first and foremost, like, thanks for being our demo cats. <laughs> without volunteering. Yeah, without knowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, you're probably going to see a little bit more of that once we finally get back to running classes in person again. Um, you know, we were supposed to write our level three here at the end of March, but because of the pandemic and everything, it was canceled just like everything else. So a little bit more time to study, which is a good thing. And then yeah. hopefully when this all resumes, we'll be able to hit that and be able to call ourselves coaches then. Yeah, and I think we've talked a lot about it's this goal we have of getting our level three, but it's the process of getting to that goal that has been, that is more important. And I think that just translates with all the studying and all the conversations we have because, yeah, okay, it's going to make us or hopefully make us successful in achieving that level three designation. But it's also making us better coaches as we go through this. And I think that's where the value lies. And you know what? One of the most kind of cool, like retrospective things for me to see, and I know I've told you this in our dog walk conversations, but, you know, for the longest of time, it like no one has ever been there to push me to get better. Like that had to be all individual based. It was always my coaches coming to me for information and I have been able to give them that information. And then, you know, your kind of passion to be better at this all of a sudden just kickstarted something in me that, well, if you're going to be doing those things, like I want to be doing them too, because mm-hmm. I now I have a chance to get better. Right. And that has probably been, you know, the most interesting part to me is that, yeah, I've been doing this for 10 years, but when I look at myself today to even last year, like I am that much better of a coach. And with our own continued development like this, like it just makes our program so much more well-rounded and complete. And so when our clients come in for their hour, like it's just, you know, you're getting so much value. Yeah. And if you don't see that, I'm sorry that you feel that way. (laughs) Obviously I'm not doing my job for you then, but. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely been a really cool process over the last year. Cause I think we have really done a deep dive into this coach development 
thing. And I think it's been great for us and, and great for our members, or like you said, hopefully great for our members. Well, we um, have got a lot of feedback, mm-hmm. you know, that people have noticed the change, yep. the shift. Yeah. And they noticed the shift when we came back from the level two and I changed the program. And that was like mm-hmm. probably the first thing. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden our coaching took a little bit of a different avenue. And now that we've kind of ingrained more into this, people have been coming up to us and being like, wow, this is like, I'm getting so much better or there's, I'm seeing so much more value in this hour, you know, all kinds of comments. So it's really cool to get that feedback. Um, you know, and all we literally have done is just put a little bit more pressure on ourselves to continue to, to make this better for you guys. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we're just trying to make sure that you guys have the best hour of your day. And that comes through many different forms and improving our coaching is just that one little percent better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's true for sure. So I think on that note, there's another opportunity for us to be 1% better.